Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Google Workspace Recap, a Tab Geeks Network show. Each week we take you through everything announced by Google Workspace, discussing the updates of the week and other relevant news and announcements. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we are here to help you keep up. I'm recording out of my studio today, up in the beautiful Bailey's on Palomar in the San Diego mountains via Starlink Business. I've dropped my video quality to 1080 because we have quite a few people up here, and I'm not the only one using the internet, so hopefully this works well, hopefully it looks good, and uh, hopefully we don't drop it all during the episode and, and Steve can hear me all the way through. Steve, how am I coming through? Well, you don't sound too bad, but you don't look great, unfortunately, Jesse. Sorry. You know, that doesn't really do a lot for it's my not... self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your video feed. It's not, you know, it's not you personally. Okay, personally, okay. But, you know, I appreciate It's your video that. feed. It's not coming through that well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that works. Solid. That's better. My therapist will hear about this later. Okay, great. <laughs> um, Shockingly um, large episode this week. Yeah. And, um, ooh. Some coming through there. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, yes. And also, the the updates that came in the recap post are actually pretty substantial. So, the, the three ones, you know, silent ones that they came in, that they snuck in there. So, yeah, some pretty, pretty decent updates this week. Uh, the Q3 roadmap got published and, and um, announced. So a lot of updates in that. Uh, there's 85 new features that they announced in there, uh, a total of about 278 or something like that. Uh, I wrote it down, now I'm not looking at it. Yeah, 273 uh, items in there, 85 of which are, are newly announced. And um, if you haven't gotten access to the roadmap yet, uh, there's, you know, they used to do a, well, they've, they've been doing slide presentations and doc uh, versions of it, uh, but they've also released a spreadsheet to keep track of um, how all of those announcements are doing, whether or not they're on pace, if they're delayed. Uh, so if you don't have access to that, make sure you reach out to your account rep and, uh, and get access, sign all the needed paperwork, and, uh, and that'll be available in the Google Cloud uh, community. So, um, I think I think that's it that I wanted to cover before we get into the topics. Um, anything you wanted to talk about? I know you usually like to talk about something uh, for uh, at length in the beginning here, Jesse. But quiet, a little quiet today. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I'm on <laughs> vacation, so I'm a little uh, tired at the end of a long day up here in the mountains. And plus, I'm mostly just sitting here praying that my connection holds up. Uh, at the moment, right. I have a frozen image of you drinking scotch. So, oh, there we go. It updated. So, ah. well, <laughs> luckily, the way that Riverside works for anybody who doesn't uh, already know or who's interested is it's it's a regular video call, but it's also recording the full quality locally and uploading it to their servers for processing, uh, which I'll be able to then re-download later on. And so, uh, even. Even if it drops out slightly, it should, fingers crossed, maintain the file just fine. So no worries. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Because you're you're definitely coming in a little bit uh, below the normal quality that I expect from you, Jesse. At least no, to me. Normally, normally I'm on a gigabit fiber line. My internet right now is going yeah. to space. Wow. My, uh, my, what was it? My. Uh, my latency is anywhere from 25 to 40 milliseconds, which is still very good, good. even for Starlink. Um, it would be, 
it would be 700 or more milliseconds if I was on the Viasat connection that we also have here. So um, I'm thankful. I'm very grateful that we have Starlink business up here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into that before your internet goes out then. And this <laughs> connection. So in the, in the recap post, end of the week, uh, we had one that uh, right at the top here, pretty substantial people have been waiting for. It was announced uh, a while back in terms of it, uh, you know, coming soon finally has been released which is giving uh giving you the ability to delegate access to a shared inbox using a group address uh, so pretty good one there uh granular controls for app allow listing in the google workspace marketplace some pretty extensive details there in the recap post uh, about what that is and then finally seamlessly delete subsets of sites so those are the three announcements that got put into the recap post. So if you aren't reading that on a regular basis, make sure you do, because, uh, you know, in this case here, some pretty substantial ones came out in that, and uh, they don't get a full dedicated blog post, unfortunately. Uh, but the ones that did, uh, we have nine of them. And first one for that is that office building uh, support for working locations is now out. Uh, you can imp next you can improve data privacy with client side encryption for Google Meet. There are some stronger protection for sensitive Google Workplace account actions. Uh, also, the Google Meet and Google Duo app icons are changing. So we've talked about this transition before. So some more details on on that uh, for the workspace users. Uh, a better location for context for events and RSVP in calendar. I got some changes today in my uh, in my calendar, and uh, it's telling me that I can you know respond to events uh, virtually or like in a meeting room. But it didn't it, it remove the just simple yes response, which sometimes I'm not going to be in a meeting room, sometimes I'm not going to be virtually, sometimes I'm going to be like on site at someone's location, which is neither in a meeting room nor is it virtually. So. I don't know why they removed the yes, the simple yes to meeting responses, but that happened to me today. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next, we have improved notifications when editing Microsoft Office files in Doc Sheets and Slides. There is now also a unified experience for Gmail logs in BigQuery, so you can configure your existing Gmail logs to route to workspace logs. I don't know if that is necessarily good or not. Um, it was actually, I thought it was, you know, pretty good that they were maybe segmented, but some people, you know, had different admins looking at different things, but I guess enough people uh, complained and wanted them together. So I guess there's a way to combine them now. Uh, you can also control visibility of admin alerts with admin role privileges. And then finally, uh, Google Meet call control for USB peripheral devices was announced. And then in other uh, updates and releases, Drive for Desktop uh, has received a new version, version 62. So that is out as of the other week. I am actually having issues with Drive for Desktop on one of my Macs, and I just can't get it to work with my account for some reason, even though I'm now on 62, I thought, Oh, I'm stuck on 60. Let's download the new version. Luckily, it, it you know it came up to 62. But yeah, I it just it says it's syncing. It's syn you know getting it my files, and then boom, it just disconnects. It says it cannot sync my files. And really, I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong. 62.0 even. 
uh, yeah, and I, whatever it is, it's 62 something, but it was also happening on 60. And okay. also I thought, well, oh, maybe it's because I'm, you know, on, um, the beta version for Mac OS, but my other, uh, beta version Mac OS device is just chugging along just fine. So I don't think it's that, um, something Weird. is wrong with my drive. For I'm on, uh, 62.0.1.0 and it's been working great. Yeah, I mean it predates that. It predates this version that I'm on. So, I don't know yeah. what is happening. I it could be some bad um you have 6201, is that what you said? Uh yeah. Yeah, that's why I've got 6201. Um it, it could be some bad um you know, conf, you know, cache files or some sort of something in there. So, it looks like I'm going to probably have to completely remove all remnants of the driver desktop client and hope that that fixes it rather than just in reinstalling over the top of it. So that's what I'll be doing next. Is this on your, uh, Mac OS beta? Cause you're running, um, whatever it, the latest, it, it the is, it is right. It's Mac OS 13, the beta, but it's also, like I said, it's not happening on the other Mac OS device where I'm running the 13, uh, beta on. Ah, so, okay. Interesting. Uh, and yeah. And, and that one was running like version 61 or 62 of the desktop client working fine. This was 60. It was failing on 60. So, and even with the 62 upgrade, it, it failed. So I don't know. I think it's something to do with some files. Something's corrupt. So I've got to reinstall it. First time that I've had something happen with drive for desktop in, in a long time. Well, good luck. Let us know what happens. Yeah. And then we have three other topics in the news. Uh, Jesse says that he installed, I installed Mac OS on a Chromebook. Well, he didn't say that. It wasn't but... me. It was the Chrome Unboxed guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, and then there's also some events, uh, coming up with Google. Uh, there is an August 31st, uh, event called work safer with Google workplace. And then a September 1st event called the power of Chronicle as a platform. Good luck getting a hold of anyone at Google that knows what Chronicle is. And we'll talk to you about it because, <laughs> We are, it's like pulling teeth, trying to get a hold of someone there that will talk to us about it. Um, from a sales perspective, anyways, I don't know. It's tricky. Same thing beyond Corp. So, uh, that's the topics. I also, oh, did I tell you I took the, I think I we talked about this. I took the Chrome OS beta exam. So oh, nice. uh, the first part of that was completed last week. For everyone, you had to, I think, complete it by the 14th of August, by Sunday. And now the emails went out uh, regarding phase two. So uh, it's, it looks like I haven't logged in, but uh, what I suspect, suspect is that it is a practical in terms of, hey, you got uh, a workspace environment, go and do these things. We will check that you did them correctly. And because uh, they give you a login and password, you know, kind of like to a quick labs type environment. So. I'm uh, just kind of waiting to log into that. I've got to do that by the end of the month and then wait another six to eight weeks to find out if I have passed and, uh, hopefully the new Chrome OS admin exam will be released soon for everyone. Um, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that gives you a summary of everything that we're going to talk about. Let's dive into that first one. That is the delegated access to shared inbox using a group address. So this one is a pretty straightforward one, uh, you know, to, to what the topic there says. 
uh, delegated users can read, send, and delete messages on the account owner's behalf. And uh, you know now this can be done through a group instead of uh, individual emails. So uh, just kind of a, I guess you know a, a easier way to delegate through a group and then add some members in there if you need to manage it that way instead of going into the API and uh, adding individual users every time every time you can go into the API and add them to the group which then adds them to the delegation it's kind of like the same thing but whatever I, I guess you know end users can and can update the group right they can't use the apis for that um, so available to business starter business standard business plus enterprise standard enterprise plus education fundamentals uh, basically it just it looks like it sounds like it's going to uh, to everyone here. Uh, I don't see one missed off of that list. Nonprofits, legacy, all that stuff is included on that update. Uh, next, we have uh, the ability for more granular controls for app allow listing in the marketplace. And uh, this is just a way to be able to choose which marketplace apps are available to be installed by users in a particular uh, OU or group by managing the marketplace app on their allow list. So previously, Admins can only manage the allow list for an entire domain. So now it has that OU and group level capability. And um, yeah, additionally, at Marketplace apps, uh, access settings like allow all apps, allow selected apps, block all apps can now be set for your entire org or for the OU or the group. So it gives you just more uh, granularity in terms of how you can deploy those uh, controls in your org. And again, this one also looks like it is going to be going to everyone. Uh, no limits on who is going to get access to that one. And then finally, um, the third one here in our recap post is that you can uh, seamlessly delete subsets of sites. So site edit editors can now delete a page uh, with subpages and delete pages that were copied into another site during a partial site copy. Uh, that one uh, was was rolling out uh, to rapid release domains starting the 8th of August. And uh, the scheduled release domains uh, have that planned to start on the 29th of August. All right. And then let's get into our uh, nine updates here. And I Grab a quick little drink before we get into these ones. Get into the meat of the episode. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first one. Um, we do have one that's going to be about meat, but not quite yet, Jesse. That's the second update we're going to talk about. Oh, so close. I know. Uh, but the first one is office building support for working locations. So this one is going to uh, kind of complement the previous uh, announcement back in 2021, where you can indicate if you're working from home or office on your calendar. So now you'll be able to select a specific office building as your work location. The office building is taken into account for meeting room suggestions and also helps your colleagues better understand where you plan to work from on a given day. So that's pretty nice. Except for Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, based on your experience before. Uh, what do you mean? Wait. Well, because it doesn't just say yes, you have to choose oh, specifically which one. No, no, no. This is a little something different. Um, 
So I think what I was talking about was when you just respond yes or no to, are you going to attend a meeting? Oh, okay. Right. I was, talking, I was talking about that feature. Um, that's the yes, virtually yes in a, in, a, in the office or the option just plain yes was removed. This is a little different. This is a little different. So this is just setting a working location and defining it specifically to a building on a given day. So it's that setting that you see at the top of your calendar. You know, it says, hey, I'm working from home or I'm working from the office. Now you can say, oh, well, which office are you working from? And let people know which specific office you're going to be in. So this is not, um, you know, a response to a calendar invite specifically yeah. is what I was talking about. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a logical expansion of the existing feature set as well. So, right. yeah. So if Solid. your admins have enabled this uh, for your org, you know, then as a user, you'll be able to set your working location that, on that day with a specific building. And um, it, let's see, I just, I don't, we don't have to talk about the end user feature. I mean, if you, if you use it before, you should know where that is at, you know, in your calendar, you can define those in the settings or then go, you know, day by day and, and update that in um, creating a little event there and choose your working location setting. Uh, Roll out on this one. Going to be rapid release and scheduled release domains uh, starting on the 8th of August on an extended rollout, which could be potentially longer than 15 days for visibility. It is going to be available to, to most uh, SKUs, but not all. So it won't be available to Workspace Essentials, Business Starter, Enterprise Essentials, Frontline customers, as well as just G Suite Basic customers. And it's also not available to users with a personal account, but available to everybody else. Did you cover the additional details in here? Uh, the additional details? Uh, with this new feature, those who manage the calendars of others, such as executive assistants, will also be able to update the working location of that calendar as long as they have access to make changes and manage sharing. I did not mention that, but that is a nice additional detail. Thank you. Yes, because that's exactly what they say it is, additional details. Yep. All right. Yeah, I'm just looking ahead at the next one here. Uh, so talking about uh, Meet, uh, you can now uh, increase your data privacy with client-side encryption for Google Meet. And uh, those customers that are needing to uh, have a higher level of security on their uh, Meet events, uh, you'll be able to do that uh, with this new feature. Uh, I know that there's some features uh, within Meet that will no longer be possible when this uh, is enabled. Uh, I think chat is disabled. A few other features uh, get disabled as well. But um, the, with this uh, announcement, uh, it will first be coming client-side encryption for me will be available first on the web with support for meeting rooms and mobile devices coming later. Uh, only participants within your workspace organization can be invited to client-side encrypted chats. So guest access will be also introduced in the, the future. So this, at this time, it's you know kind of for internal events, uh, internal events only. And uh, it sounds a little bit better there. I think you turned to you mute yourself there. There's a little bit of a hum happening. Yeah, I was I was wondering if that was coming through. There's an air conditioner here with a fan that I think is probably on its last yeah, legs. That's probably, 
probably I'll, uh, I'll try to keep myself muted apologies stay muted until you talk there you go so much quieter right now it's like Sorry, I'm gonna have to see if I can do something about my audio in post. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, some notes on the additional details section about the client-side encryption. Uh, organizer needs to join uh, for the call to start when client-side encryption is turned on. If the participants join early, they'll need to wait for the organizer to join before communicating with others. So it seems like the organizer has that main uh, main key to the to the event in terms of encrypting everything. Uh, some functions, like I said, that will require server-side processing or parsing of call media will not work. So, for example, cloud-based noise cancellation or closed captions. And then also client-side encryption does not support dialing in or out. And, you know, admins, you'll need to kind of set this up, um, connect to a key service and identity provider before turning on client-side encryption for your users. There's, a, there's kind of a detailed configuration guide for that. And then for end users organizing calls, uh, you'll be able to do that uh, when you navigate to settings and go to security and then select add encryption when you are in a calendar event. And and then as it, uh, all participants there must be invited to the call either via the calendar event or within the meeting. So uh, doesn't, it don't, doesn't seem like you'll be able to have uh, you know non-invited people into those events. And uh, in terms of participants, client-side encryption meetings will start once the, the meeting organizer arrives. Uh, and there are no other restrictions or changes for meeting participants. Uh, let's see, rollout pace for this one. Users on supported workspace editions can create client-side encrypted calls. Sounds like uh, it is available now uh, with that. And those that are capable of enabling this would be those on Enterprise Plus, uh, Education Standard, and Education Plus customers uh, that have uh, client-side encrypted calls enabled. All right. Uh, next, there's some stronger protections for sensitive Google Workspace account action. Uh, so uh, this is some stronger safeguards for sensitive actions taken in your, your Workspace account. So it'll apply to actions that when done by hijackers, for example, they can have far reaching consequences for the account owner or the organization it belongs to. So this will, uh, looks like it's just going to give you some additional prompts uh, that to, to, in order to verify it's you, for example, and through a second and trusted factor, such as two-step verification code, users will be able to confirm the validity of the action. So, for example, if a malicious actor gains access to your account, attempts to change the name in your account, it'll be blocked until the true account owner can verify that that was intentional. And some note here to, um, to, to be aware of, feature only supports users that use Google as their identity provider and actions taken within Google products. So SAML users are not supported at this time and uh, just those with Google identity as their main IDP. Uh, let's see here. Um, some additional, again, Jesse, you're making me um, make sure that I read the additional details here on all these announcements now. So in the Amazon console under users, username security, Amazon will be able to toggle login challenges off for 10 minutes. If a user gets stuck behind a verified you prompt, 
we can strongly recommend only using this option if, the, if contact with the user is credibly established, such as via a video call. So I guess you just make sure it's them and you know you can disable it if they get prompt for this. Good security advice all around. We actually had something similar, not similar to this, but uh, the same advice to people because there's a text messaging scam going around, which I'm sure everybody has already seen, but a lot of our users are starting to get it now where the person actually uh, reaches out to them pretending to be the CEO and they have his name and everything and they say, hey, yeah. I'm in a meeting, I'm really stuck, I need you to run out to the store and get some gift cards <laughs> for me. And we're like, first of all, he's not going to ask you for gift cards, trust me. Right. Second of all, if you think he does, his chat, Google Chat, is open to internal, go ahead, send him a chat. And even better, maybe a video call. Right. So um, anybody who's trying to hack us, don't hack his account and then answer as his chat, because that would defeat my defenses, but whatever. <laughs> well, usually no one has access to the email. It's just for spoofing the, the uh, CEO's account. Right. We have it happen a lot in our work, too. Uh, it happens pretty regularly. We even had someone respond to one of those emails. So, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to get the, uh, still trying to force everyone into the Gmail client so we get those warnings about external users because they would have got that and they would have seen that. But no, nope, they were using Mac Mail, unfortunately. So they didn't see that warning. Mm, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, this feature is going to be available to all workspace customers as well as legacy G suite, basic and business customers. And it is available now to all rapid release and scheduled release domains. Uh, more meat, uh, in our episode here, it's, uh, it's really building up, uh, to be quite a juicy, uh, uh episode, <laughs> they might say. Um, Google Meet and Duo app icons are changing. Additional info for the Google Workspace users. Um, yeah, interesting little title here. But um, this is the fact that Duo and Meet are kind of joining forces. And uh, the meeting features have been rolling out to the Duo app over the last several weeks. And users will begin to see their app name and icon update to the Google Meet icon. So I don't think it will be animating like it is in the in the uh, illustration here all the time but it looks yeah I mean, I was that would be nice that if it was be like oh yeah by the way duo is meat duo is meat duo is now meat it might get annoying after a while well it's it's only because uh duo had more downloads if meat had more downloads this yeah. might not have happened yeah well it was they were pushing meat only for business for workspace accounts for the longest time I mean, I think even now it still says yep. Meet. This is available only for workspace customers. I wonder if it says that. Still oh boy! Say, yeah, it was. It was something I know at least in the Android, um, in the Play Store. You know, Meet. It, Google Meet. Google Meet. Uh, let's see. Maybe not anymore. No, I know you're going to yep, get all the little noises here. Um, maybe it's changed, which is a good thing, because before it said that this was only available for workspace customers. Um, but it, let's see. Anyone can join a meeting on Meet via invitation. However, some people are only available to workspace customers. 
not available in all workspace plans for some features. Yeah, so I think they've removed that little caveat where before it said this was for Google Workspace customers only, which makes sense because obviously things are changing and it's not just Workspace customers anymore with Meet. So that's good. Glad that they've removed that out of the way. Um, cool. Uh, but I did see that recently, in a lot, even in the last month or so, it was still visible. Uh, some additional detail, details here. Personal Google accounts are already accessible in Google Meet today, allowing users to switch between personal and work accounts as needed. Uh, as before, users' ability to access domain-specific meetings with the personal Google account is determined by the privacy setting configured by their admin. So users will only see Duo features like calling or messages on their Google account through work if Duo is enabled via the additional Google services control in the admin console. There you go. Uh, some additional things to read here for admins about deploying this and services being on and off. Uh, make sure you have certain things on. If you had it off, you know some of this functionality won't work. You will be wondering why they can't use Duo anymore in the transition, and just basically make sure you have it on if you need to have it on for users. Uh, rollout for this one is going to be an extended rollout, uh, potentially longer than 15 days for both wrap release and schedule release domains starting on the 10th of August. And available, this is going to be available to all workspace customers as well as those with personal Google accounts. All right. Uh, so here we go. Better location context for events and RSVPs in a calendar. So Google's making it a little bit easier. Yet, like I said, this is the update here where I started to see the, the simple yes response being removed. So now uh, this is uh, just kind of limiting that feature. It's just a change, I guess. It's always been, I thought it was always been there. Maybe I've just had access to it for a while. Uh, but you can now select an RSVP join method that's powered by your working location, whether that's joining in a particular meeting room or virtually. Uh, with the new RSVP option, it'll be automatically update how you intend to join the meeting if your working location changes. So in addition, your colleagues will now see your working location or out-of-office status directly in the guest list section of the calendar event. So pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is definitely giving you more context for each of your attendees there in terms of uh, where you are. Oh, speaking of meeting room and meet uh, devices and RSVPs and calendar stuff, I was over in a Google office the other day. Oh, yes. My Google Home is uh, Sorry, answering me. I can't open apps on this device. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Love the British um, voice. So I was at the office and needed to take a meeting and went into a meeting room. And on the uh, screen was the option to start an ad hoc 30-minute or 60-minute meeting. Uh, but what it was doing, I believe, was booking that room for me on there. I don't remember seeing that on normal meet. You could just start a meeting, right? You'd just be able to start one in the room. But it wasn't defined as a 30-minute or 60-minute meeting that looked like it was probably reserving that room, um, unless that's something that I just have missed on some meet kits that I have in our space because we only have one that I just set up a little while ago. It looked like a new feature. I'll have to share you a photo of it, Jesse. You can tell me if you've seen it on your Meet uh, devices at all. Because it, it looks different to me. 
um, I, did, I did grab a picture of it. it looked pretty, looked uh, interesting, like a new feature. So I'm gonna see if I can pull it up here and see. Um, I actually can't I know, see your video. No, feed, I was so just, I was just gonna read it and, and see it here. <laughs> yeah, it was a book now feature. So it said book now, and then 30 minutes book until 6 p.m. 60 minutes book until 6:30, because uh, I walked in right at 5:30. So. Uh, you know, it did look like it was a, uh, you know, book the room rather than just start a meeting type of a feature. So a little different, a little different, uh, options cool. in a, in a Google office you have on meet. So it's interesting to see that. So maybe some, maybe a new feature to come. Um, let's see what else here. Uh, not too much else, I think, in the announcements. Um, you know, you have that option saying yes in a main room or, or virtually. Rollout for this one, rep release domains are going to start getting this or should have this already. It was on a full rollout one to three days for visibility that started on the 10th of August. Schedule release domains will be starting uh, in a couple days here on the 17th of August on an extended rollout, potentially longer than 15 days for feature visibility. And available to to most customers but not all uh, not available to workspace essentials business starter enterprise essentials frontline or legacy g suite basic customers and users with personal accounts so available to everyone with business standard uh, plus and, and up essentially and and even nonprofits it says so they'll get it as well all right uh, next, we've got some improved notifications here. And this is when you're editing Microsoft Office files in Doc Sheets or Slides. So when you are leveraging the uh, Office editing mode to collaborate, uh, this is where you will start to see this new feature. And specifics on this include that an, an Office formatted warning symbol for compatibility details uh, will appear throughout your entire time within a document, spreadsheet, or, or slide deck, and it indicates the potential compatibility issues uh, or if any Office features are unavailable. So it gives you a little uh, warning icon there next to the DOCX uh, extension, for example. It will give you just like a little, uh, yeah, little warning icon, and then say that some features uh, can't be displayed, for example. So that was an example of the compatibility issues. And then uh, a doc without, uh, without known compatibility issues will, of course, not have that. Uh, there's also an option to easily view and restore earlier versions of the document, uh, new options to view version history and restore a document. So that will uh, just make it a little bit easier. I thought it was always there. Maybe it's just changed. I think the. Yeah, it's under file version history, so it's probably just bringing it into version history rather than having to go into manage versions, which was only in like the drive um, view. So now it'll probably be in the file view, which is a new spot for it on these on these docs. Uh, let's see here, rollout for this one. Wrap uh, release and schedule release domains started getting this on the 10th of August on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for feature visibility and available to everybody, uh, even those with personal Google accounts. All right, got a few more updates here. Three more to go. 
almost getting towards the end. Next one, unified experience in uh, Gmail logs in BigQuery. And uh, it says that you can now configure your existing Gmail logs to route to workspace logs. So we'll see if this is gonna just, yeah, let's see, let's see how this works because I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing if it doesn't copy everything that is already there. Um, let's get into the details in this. So in the coming months, we'll move the location of existing Gmail logs in, Big, in uh, Gmail logs in BigQuery to workspace logs and reports in BigQuery. So it'll, it'll only impact existing workspace customers who have BigQuery export enabled. Uh, new customers will be guided through setting up a workspace BigQuery project for Gmail logs. Okay. Uh, while the change is happening for a brief period of time, Gmail data will be exported to both Gmail logs and workspace logs. Existing Google workspace customers who are impacted will receive an email notification with more information in the coming weeks. Yeah. So I thought this would be okay. So. Once the merge is complete, you'll not be able to use the Gmail logs in BigQuery in the admin console. Okay, so it'll all be consolidated. Uh, I, yeah, I hope that this is going to be pretty seamless because I know just migrating and moving BigQuery logs is, was, is not the easiest thing, but I mean, Google must know it better than anyone how to uh, do this. So there will be uh, some additional details here. So temporarily dual export period and BigQuery storage requirements. Once Gmail logs are set to be exported to workspace logs, this data will be temporarily exported to two destinations, uh, your previous Gmail only BigQuery project, and then also the new existing, the newer existing workspace BigQuery project, which stores data for all workspace applications. Uh, so it'll also impact your BigQuery quota limits and how often they have to refresh as well as the cost associated with exporting logs to BigQuery. So um, they were, they're saying here to avoid impact on your quotas and duplicative data, we strongly recommend turning off Gmail log exports to your Gmail only BigQuery projects, which I guess is uh, okay. I just, I just hope that all the old data is going to get moved across it. I don't know if it was, it sounds like it's going to get migrated, right? I mean, it does say migrate, so I hope it all gets Seems moved like there. It. Just a yeah. concerned about it. Not happening as seamlessly as one might expect. And then having to write, you know, new BigQuery dashboards and all this other stuff and new queries and everything. So if you're using this extensively, just be ready to Yikes. start writing new queries and updating your dashboards, I guess. And rollout for this one started the 10th of August, uh, for both rapid release and rapid release and schedule release domains. And it's on an extended rollout, potentially longer than 15 days for visibility. Uh, of course, only those people with this, uh, feature is going to, is going to be able to get access to it. So those would be the, uh, workspace enterprise essentials, enterprise standard, enterprise plus education plus and education standard customers. All right. Next, next we have the ability to control visibility of admin alerts with admin role privileges. So this is a new control that's going to allow super admins to create a custom role, which ensures only admins with the DLP privilege can see 
DLP alerts. So previously DLP alerts were visible to all admins and this just helps ensure that the right people have access to list update or delete alerts. And further, it cuts down on the visibility of alerts that aren't relevant to specific admins. Pretty, um, pretty straightforward there in terms of this update. Uh, it's available to all workspace customers and is also available immediately to everyone available now. And then final update of the week is that Google Meet, again, a very meaty episode here, uh, call control for USB peripheral devices. So we're introducing some additional call control for Google Meet, which will now allow you to toggle <laughs> between mute and unmute using headsets, speaker microphones, and other USB peripheral devices. And yeah. Finally. Yes. I guess it's nice. We've been waiting yeah, for this I one a long time. Yeah. You had a wireless headset, you want to go boop, you know. So not all of them have the, the lift to to mute yeah. like mine does. Yeah, so, you know, it's nice. Bluetooth device is not supported at this time. That's what I use all the time, but oh well. Uh, call mm, control, yeah, damn. call control will work with most USB telephony peripherals. However, the experience may differ from device to device. So you can find a list of uh, the Meet certified headsets and speaker mics uh, through a link in the article. Uh, I think there was also, then they also talk about something with uh, like spacebar to activate the microphone. Isn't that also a feature of this? Oh no, that was that was something that got leaked in another article. And this was it. It got leaked somewhere else. I think someone posted it in one of the communities. So, yeah, I think I, I think a new it. feature that's meant to be coming is the ability to use the spacebar as the microphone enabled, uh, you know, feature. So you will always be muted basically unless you are holding down your spacebar. Yeah. Isn't that already? If you mute, if you mute yourself, I think in Zoom, if you hit the spacebar, it'll temporarily unmute you. Yeah, I think that's what someone said. They're like, "Oh, great, a Zoom feature finally coming to me." Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, I don't, it's, I don't think it's out yet. I think it's just a leaked image that alludes to this feature. So not available yet to so like, you know, press the space bar to talk, uh, but be on the lookout for it because I think it was leaked in, a, in an image somewhere. Um, in terms of this feature that is coming out with the additional controls for USB devices, uh, it will be rolling out to rapid release and schedule release domains starting the 22nd of August on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility. And it's available to all workspace customers as well as G Suite basic and business ones. All right, uh, that wraps up all the updates that I had. Uh, Jesse, feel free to talk with all the background noise in your studio about the, the additional things we have. Apologies, I was yeah, I was glancing around in here trying to see if I could locate the remote for the air conditioner. I don't know if it's ever even used because uh, I don't see one anywhere, so it must just be on constantly, which would explain why it's uh, having some issues here. Uh, but I'll uh, I'll talk fast as I usually do, and uh, hopefully my microphone will just isolate the sound of my voice, and uh, we'll be able to 
Uh, yeah, that would probably be bad. I imagine they have the remote here somewhere. I just don't know where it is because this is not my office. Um, and uh, But this is the best internet connection in the house, so that's why I had to sit over here to make sure that we could bring the best show to all of you. Uh, but on to our topics here. I installed Mac OS, Mac OS on a Chromebook. No, it wasn't me. It was the folks no, no. over at Mac Chrome Admins. And, uh, written by, actually, uh, Gabriel. Sorry, Mac Admins is not, did not do this. Um, I, need, I need to go to bed. Um, written by uh, Gabriel Rangers. Rangers? How, is, how does he pronounce his, his Rangers, last name? Rangers. Shoot. I forget now. Anyhow, he doesn't suggest... He doesn't recommend doing it. <laughs> it can be done, but he doesn't recommend doing it. And so I thought this was an interesting article. Honestly, when the first time I saw the uh, the headline, I read it backwards. I thought it was I installed Chrome OS on a MacBook. And I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, with Chrome OS Flex, sure, no problem. I'm sure lots of people are doing that. And then I saw it again in my feed, and I was like, wait a minute, that's not what I read. And sure enough, um, he says in the article here, uh, why not? Since Google was kind enough to add a Linux container to Chrome OS, I feel it is my duty to tinker as much as I can to see just how far I can push our favorite operating system. And um, essentially, he went through the process, and he details it here how he did it, uh, and was able to get it up and running. And um, yeah, go read the article and uh, see how he did it if you're interested in doing it, doing it yourself. But again... <laughs> you may as well, yeah. you know, yeah. not. <laughs> um, not a great experience, but it does work. So um, anyway, moving on from there, just thought that was an interesting thing to uh, to share with everybody. And then short and sweet, there's two events here. Wednesday, August 31st is Working Safer with Google Workspace. And Thursday, September 1st is the power of Chronicle as a platform. Although, as Steve said, it is awfully difficult to get anybody inside of Google to uh, get any information surrounding that. So maybe go and attend this event and see who's over there and can uh, can help you out. Um, both of these events, I believe, are part of the Digital Security Summer Series. This is uh, directly from Google. Two events focused about the latest technology from Google Workspace and Chronicle on how to drive the future of security. So, good things here. Uh, I don't recognize having... We haven't had any of these uh, presenters on our show yet, as far as I can tell here, but uh, we'll have to... We'll have to definitely get on that. There is one thing here that I forgot to put in the show notes. Um, I think we have to confirm the time, but it's this coming, not this week, but the following yes. Thursday, right, Steve? Next Our Thursday. Uh, event on certifications. So stay tuned to next week's episode for the specific time, but I believe it should be uh, around uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. And um, it, we had kind of uh, spoken about it before and alluded to it in a couple of previous episodes here, but we are working on getting some more information on the workspace certifications. So we're going to bring on uh, somebody from the workspace workspace certifications team uh, over at Google to onto the show, and we're going to do a live on YouTube during the day show. So get all your questions ready. If you have questions, feel free to send them to us in advance, but we will we will be taking questions live, uh, so to speak, on the air, uh, on the YouTube or on YouTube <laughs> live. And um, 
yeah, it's going to be another great event, and uh, hopefully we'll see you all there and, and get a chance to uh, interact with everybody. And it's been a while since we did our last live event, so it's good to have these uh, start coming back. And uh, as as a piece of that, and why I'm able to start doing those again, is I'm back to uh, full bandwidth on Tab Geeks uh, starting after I get back from this, this trip here. So um, stay tuned for a whole lot more content. We still have to do our uh, quarterly Chrome OS update. Sorry, our quarterly Chrome update and uh, some other interesting new shows. And uh, second season of SAS Showdown is coming, so stay tuned for that. So a whole lot of good things ramping up and coming soon. But as far as our show, I think that's, that's it. That's all I got. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty simple on, on my side. Steve talked for, you know, like 40 minutes. <laughs> but uh, I'll uh, wrap up here and get off so that this air conditioner sound doesn't drive everybody crazy. Uh, it's already driving me crazy sitting here. So that's all for this week. Send us your questions and comments on Twitter, work, at Workspace Recap, and on our website, WorkspaceRecap.com. Uh, hit the thumbs up and leave us a review wherever you are enjoying this show. And like I said, stay tuned for all, the, all that other stuff and our live event coming very soon. Uh, next, not this Thursday from when you hear the show, uh, but the following Thursday, the 25th. 25th of August is when that event is. We hope to see you there, and uh, it's just going to be on our YouTube channel. So uh, if you haven't checked that out yet, definitely go and check that out. It's just youtube.com forward slash Have a great week, everyone, and we will see you next time on Workspace Recap.